You're listening to the Real Reading Podcast. Hello and welcome to the 138th Real Reading Podcast with me, Tom Canning. And me, Rachel Nemeth. Hey, Rach. Hey. Um, I was struggling over the numbers. It's the second time we've had to record this intro, uh, which I will continue in just a second, but I realised the last podcast I called the 136th, and in fact it was the 137th, but it's easy to get confused when you've done oh. so many. Well, I also wasn't sure if I was supposed to introduce myself, because I think last week you said me Tom Canning and Rachel Nemeth and I was like oh okay cool I don't need to do that anymore and then today you just looked at me expectantly and went quiet like, oh, oh uh, that's me my, my turn okay uh, I see I'm okay. here okay you're here good okay yeah. um so uh, make sure you give us a follow on Twitter Real Reading Pod and join our Facebook group the Real Reading Podcast group um Obviously, the scaffolding is still sort of slightly temporarily up. We chatted a bit about scaffolding last week, and I called the last week's podcast scaffolding and then wondered, hmm, is that insensitive to people whose scaffolding's fallen down? <laughs> but that's not what you're saying. You're saying we are building a framework yes. for something awesome. So if anything, yes. it's a compliment to scaffolders. Yes, yes. Um, someone did suggest to me that maybe uh, it was like more like having like the portaloos or the porter cabins outside or something outside while you're oh. building is, oh, is okay. being. Uh, well, you know, I, I, I didn't disagree with them. They're up to they can think what they like. That's fine. I don't think I've ever been likened to a portaloo port before. Well, the, um, you are wearing a blue jumper. I don't know. Uh, <gasps> don't, don't don't tell me I look like a porter cabin. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, I did go for a run earlier, so I am looking particularly shocking. So maybe it's not a bad analogy. <laughs> well, I've inherited this horrible thing from my mum. We were discussing this earlier where when we exercise, um, we go bright red. Yes. Which is a thing, a common thing, I believe. Yep. Uh, but then it takes our faces about an hour and a half to go back to any semblance of normality, uh, which is quite embarrassing when people are like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Why do you look like you've been under a sunbed for four hours? I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> Good. Good. No, that you, I, 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 have, I have a similar problem. It takes me a long time to stop being sweaty. Oh, lovely. Which I hope no one's eating whilst we uh, whilst they're <laughs> listening to this. That would be uh, that would be bad. Oh, I was listening to a podcast yesterday with um, you know the actress Miriam Margulies. Yes. Oh, she's ever so rude. Anyway, yes, she is. It's she's great. very rude, but very entertaining. But halfway through the podcast, someone delivered her a cheese and onion sandwich, which she then proceeded to eat whilst she was being interviewed, <laughs> and. Suffering from the misophonia that I yes. do, the fear of an annoying oh, noises. Yes. She's like chamming into this podcast. Oh, oh my no. gosh, please stop. She also said that she eats onions like apples. So 
I mean, that's just weird enough in itself. But eat your sandwich down down the podcast earphones yes. to me is not great. Bit much. I thought she was. Ec- Did you ever watch her on the um, the Real Marigold Hotel series where they get a group of aging? Oh celebs. yeah, my mum and dad loved They're that. Great. That was a great show. <laughs> um, I digressed. Apologies. No, no, no. It's okay. Um, we should let people know how they can get in touch with us via the medium of Jeremy. Get in touch with the team. Email hello at realreadingpodcast.co.uk. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Real Reading Pod, and join our Facebook group by searching Real Reading Podcast. Thank you, Jeremy. Um, Rach, this week we are talking about something a little bit close to our hearts, you and I. It's got me excited, if I'm honest. The place we first met. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Other things that we can't talk about, um, (laughs) because anyway... um, I don't know what you mean. No, I no. Yes, you. Yeah. Um, This is news. Something called the Market Yard is going to be opening uh, on a site which is known as the Print House Reading. Now, Rach, the Print House Reading Mm -hmm. is what was formerly known as Tessa Towers or the Reading Evening Post Building. Yes. And it was uh, it was the it was where you and I first met. Um, It was the home of my first proper job. Was it yours? It was. Oh, I've never worked so, any. We've never worked anywhere else, have we? Not proper jobs. No, not proper jobs. No, no. I mean, we all had news. Grown right? ups, Joe. Grown jobs. up proper with tax and stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, anyway, this this building has been empty for a long time. Um, I want to oh, say twenty fourteen rings a bell, but. Um, Wow, is it that think, long oh, yes. ago? Yeah, so the building was home to Berkshire Live's predecessor, the Reading Post, until December 2014. Oh, and so, so basically the thing with this building is that, that a small part of it was offices where the newspapers were printed, sorry, where the newspapers were written, where advertising was sold, where the finance was all done. And mm-hmm. the larger part of it was printing, was a, was a printing area. Yeah. And we used to, used to go down to the printing area and see all the newspapers being printed. And this could be anything for, you know, you'd have the Surrey advertiser being there, the Reading Post, anything from across the country could have been printed in this print room. Yeah, we used to and do contracts was, as well, yeah. wasn't it? Just our, not just our own product. Yeah, indeed. And it was it was brilliant. It was great to watch. I remember watch, I remember just being in completely awe of this thing that just went almost like a giant roller coaster that went round in in big circles. And you got to when you first joined as well, you got a tour of it a tour of this building as well which was which was just brilliant I just, well yeah because i used for for a time one of my many jobs <laughs> uh in the company was um as a sales trainer yes so doing inductions for new starters in tele sales and field sales and part of that induction was that i would go down to visit james harris who was yes. the what was his title production director maybe something like something that, like yeah. that uh, so he was in charge of it, basically, and we'd go down and James would very proudly show my newbies around the press hall and uh, explain how everything worked. And I went on every single one, even though, <laughs> you know, I knew it. Like you said, it was just so huge and so, um, so impressive. And I can't I can't remember all the sort of no. stats that I used to throw at people, but you know, like the the paper reels that come in weighed a t- an actual ton. Yes. 
Well, you knew because um, when they're un underneath our old off our old, the part of our old office was where they were stored, and when they brought yes. one out, they sort of tipped it off, and the whole building would shake. Do you remember? Yeah, they did, didn't they? they? And they the unloaded the lorry. Yeah, but they used to. I used to love explaining to people that because the newspapers are, are printed in CMYK, cyan, yellow, magenta, and key line, which is black. <laughs> um, and that the paper used to go through the press and print each layer of those four colours separately, um, and it had to, and it had to be layered up. So the cyan would go on, and then it go up through mm. the press, and the yellow would go on, and then the magenta, and then the black, and it would have to be lined up mm. to the thousandth of a millimetre to make sure that the images were were sharp. Yes. Um, and there was a little bit in the middle of the newspaper do you remember, where you could see yeah, which yeah. plate had slipped, which colour plate had <laughs> slipped and stuff. It just used to blow my mind that it could run at the speed it ran and yet be yeah. so completely accurate. Um, it, it was so good. It was a it was a brilliant little place to to have a first job, and it was it was a brilliant place to sort of grow up and sort of become an adult in almost because there were there were all sorts of there were experienced people inexperienced people doing multitudes of different jobs new jobs old when i say new jobs like you know um sort of moving with job. the times yeah yeah, yeah. And, but also people doing sort of old the older jobs um printing and all of this stuff that that took years and years of training and stuff to master and and it was it was brilliant and do, do you remember that one of the rooms along there um that they suddenly had to cut a hole in the floor to fit the new equipment in and yes. there was suddenly a hole in the floor of one of the rooms that you had to keep locked yeah <laughs> oh i just that was one of my favorite things about working for the reading evening post uh, when it was still a local Mm. press um and i'm not the only one that could say this either that I, I i'm not saying by any stretch that i could do every job in that building but i had an understanding yeah of every job in that building so i i i knew how how it all the cogs kind of fitted together and you felt like you were part of something quite special yeah. and you sort of go from selling an advert and setting it and planning it and putting it in the editorial and billing it and watching it get printed and then go out of distribution and you sort of you knew people in every department and it was a proper team yeah we were a part of a big team and well, I used to love that the thing that always the thing one thing that always frustrated me ever so slightly was that and it was, this was especially true of the the free papers that we did at the time mm. um all of, you'd see all of that effort, all of these people putting putting serious amounts of effort in to make sure something was perfect. And then off it went to be delivered for probably less than minimum wage by a spotty teenager on a bike. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's just, yeah. the, if I could have improved one little bit of it. Um, I'm not saying that every paper boy chucked the papers in the bushes, but. The Reading Central, have... <laughs> do you remember the Central? <laughs> that was a bit before my time, that one. Was it? Yes, I'm afraid. It was like uh it, it was supposed to be, it was billed as like a, a commuter paper, sort right. of like the Metro. Yes. That's how I used to, <laughs> that's what I used to tell the new people anyway. <laughs> um, and then, of course, with the um, the Reading Post went free, didn't it, on a specific yeah. day of the yeah, week? Yeah, Friday. Was it Friday? Friday? Yeah.
Oh, gosh, it all feels like such a long time ago, doesn't it? But it's funny because when I, if I bump into people, you know, I'm still quite friendly with quite a few people that we worked with at Tessa Towers. And then any that I sort of bump into around about, um, everybody always says, whatever you thought at the time, in hindsight, it was the best place to work. Mm. It's Mm. the best job that people have ever had you might have been going through a particularly tough time at work or something like that at the time Mm. but actually as a as an experience on a whole it was something something quite special it was should we should we we should go back to the article we're meant to be talking about instead of a massive nostalgia fest (laughs) sorry take a little trip away from um from from memory lane um So the market yard is uh, the follow-up to the market yard at Hills Meadow, an outdoor market pop-up that took place in the summer. Um, it's going to offer uh, different food vendors every week, multiple themes in each room. Uh, so I presume this is the various different. There's a couple of large halls, I think. So I, I imagine that's what it will be um, in each. There'll be different themes um, and plenty of local independent food and drink, including double-barreled and jubel. Jubal's not one I'm familiar with. I don't know what they do, but we will find out. Um, the market nights will close at 11 p.m. with opening times yet to be confirmed. Um, the, also, the article also says the organisers have run various events in town, including Palmer Park Festival stories. Uh, sorry, Palmer Park Festival stories in the park, and previously ran cocktail bar, caffeine and cocktails, which has now been taken over by the High Spirits Cocktail Company. Um, according to the piece, they are hiring for 50 positions. Um, which is great. Oh, yeah, uh, it be a great a boost for the local economy, which should be really good. I think my only, my, my main thoughts are, it's not the easiest to get to, albeit it is now on a bus route, I think, which is good. Well, even uh, if you had to get off on Caversham Road and walk along, it's only five yeah. minutes. Yeah. It's no different to go into the casino there, is it? I was never keen on walking through that housing. That not the housing step, the industrial part of the housing estate. Um, no, but you could get off. You know where the Gorge Cafe yeah, is. Yeah, just get off, off there, there and walk along Richfield yeah. Avenue. I know you. You had some questions which we don't necessarily have answers for, but we will try to speak to no. the people behind this venture um, in the next few uh, next few weeks or or, or days. Um, but you had, you had some questions. You would. Well, I just, um, like you said, the the press halls were vast. Mm. um, They're very tall. Yes. (laughs) If nothing else, aren't they? Certainly. Uh, Because printing presses are a vertical machine. So um, I just, I'm really intrigued to see what they've done to the space because, you know, you can't just, it's been derelict since 2014. You can't just open it like it is with a little stall in there. They must be doing something i assume they'll perhaps stick with the kind of industrial hope yes i hope so steel feel of it but yeah i'm just intrigued as to what they're going to do to the space mm. and um it said something about a roof terrace yes so i'm wondering where that could be my immediate thought was on the top of the multi-story car park obviously <laughs> reading, reading's greatest unknown piece of vantage uh, point <laughs> uh, yes vantage point but also it's an incredible car park it's such a small space and it had a multi-story really? car park at the back one way in one way out it could be a good way. job that when we all worked there we all had like our first cars tiny yeah. fiestas and yes. things that we could actually park if i went in there with my you know family wagon now i'd have no home <laughs> 
sort of taking the wing off it in no time. <laughs> yes, um, still it is. Uh, yeah, just I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, to going and trotting down there, um, having a little look around it. I think it's uh, it's got a license for a year, so fingers crossed it'll okay. it'll take off and last. Have they released months. any details of the events that they're going to do? Uh, not so we I'm can start aware, planning. Not that I'm aware of. But there was a mention of Christmas, wasn't there? Something. Yes, there was. Um, uh, but it's if they're going to have any live music and that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, you would think like like the area it's in, live music would be all right because it's not particularly. Um, There's no residential there at all, is there? Whether you could hear it just the other side of the estate, I don't know. But mm. there we go. Um, so yeah, so we'll we'll um, that should be that's, that's going to be very exciting, very exciting. Let's say when it's opening. Um, Anyone would think does. I was keen to go. <laughs> All my questions. It'll be Christmas themed from the 25th of November. Um, it's likely to open in early November, 11th or 12th. Okay. So we shall see the uh, the bar is set to close in January 2020. They have a 12 month license. Um, so 2020. Be, sorry, 2022. Um, and uh, but they have a 12 month license, so it could relaunch in February or March, depending on the success. Okay, this is exciting stuff. It Get sounds it like the kind of venue hot. that, um, you know, like the guys who do the Are You Listening Festival yes. and that kind of thing would yeah. want to get involved with as another potential venue. Should be should be very exciting. Should we should we move on? We do have an interview this week. Oh, it's with a friend of yours, Rachel, called Claire Long. Oh yes, this um, is Long. Do you want to do you want to introduce Claire? Oh well, Claire is a a good friend of mine, um, who we met through a mutual friend many years ago. Um, and Claire, over the years, has worked in event management and kind of the catering industry and weddings and big events like that. And she has just, she's venturing out on uh, with her own new business, uh, which opened last weekend. Uh, so I should probably say that Claire is a very fabulous baker. Um, with her company Ginger Perkins makes delicious things to eat so these bakes are now available in her her little citron coffee van um, which is up at Albert Road Park in Caversham Heights which I am very much looking forward to while standing there in the freezing cold um <laughs> Whilst my boys entertain themselves, I can now get a hot drink and um, a, a cake so as, as a result. So I believe that she is coming to talk to you all about her new adventure. Although I have just sold it, quite frankly. I, I think she'll be inundated after that little intro. Probably don't need to talk to her now. We'll just leave Probably it not. There. That'll yeah. do, won't it? <laughs> um, right. Well, we will speak to Claire in a second. We'll say goodbye for this week, Rach. Okay. Bye. Bye, and here's Claire. Hi everyone, Tom here. Just before we speak to Claire, I just wanted to let you know that the sound quality on the interview is not uh, brilliant. Um, I realise uh, the sound quality on some of our podcasts isn't always as good as we would quite like it to be. Um, 
but simply to say uh, you can find more information about Claire and her business uh, by typing Ginger Perkins Artisan Bakery into Google. It will take you to a Facebook page where you can find out plenty more information. It was great speaking to Claire and we'll endeavour to get her back on uh, and with a better internet connection, I think the, the simply the fact that both of our internet connections weren't brilliant at the time of recording uh, didn't help. So please have a listen, uh, go and have a look at Claire's business uh, and we'll speak to Claire again very soon. Cheers for listening. Bye. The Big Interview. Hi, everybody. I am here with Claire Long, who is the owner of Ginger Perkins Artisan Bakery in Caversham. Hello, Claire. How are you? Hello. I'm good. Thank you. Um, obviously, your your good friend, Rachel, uh, my podcasting colleague, put you on to us or put us on to you, whichever way around you go. Um, and I understand you've been you've been out serving coffee in Caversham. Is this right? Yeah, I have. Um, I had a sort of post-COVID redundancy just an idea. I spent a long time with my son up in the park in Albert Road um, in Hampton. The one thing that I always thought would be amazing if there would be somewhere to get a hot drink because there's not, um, there's got a few houses up there but it's not a very um, large um, shop or anything really where you can get a hot drink or something to take away whilst you're with the in the park. So when I was made redundant I used to be in the events industry so it was put on furlough to the first furlough end in October and then sadly didn't go back to work but wanted to still do something with my life. So my husband and I sort of undenied about it. I managed to get myself on the NEA programme, which enabled me to have a business mentor. i previously had a bakery business, and many, many years ago, three children and all of that, before we decided to grow up and buy a house. Um, so it was always in the back of my mind that I still wanted to do something. So by going on the NEA programme, I got business mentoring, it kind of pushed me forward to the point of, he helped coach me Fantastic. <laughs> it's proving popular. It is. And it's kind of, it's the adjustment from, I have childcare. So Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, he's in childcare, but it's now trying to work out how to do my accounts, when I do my purchasing, how I do my baking. So I'm ready for the weekend. It just get lined up for the week, really. So I'm pleased with how it's been received. The weekends have been really busy. The point last Sunday, we had to put the hatch down so we could actually shut the coffee machine and clean it. 
How uh, how's it going to work through the winter months? It's going to be cold, but I think as long as it's not snowing massively and it's not really wet, we're still going to be up there. Because I think we need a hot drink more on a cold day. And from our point of view, we can kind of shut ourselves in and stand in front of the fucking machine and it generates quite a lot of heat, so we should be okay. Um, but if it's terrible snow, driving a 1979 van, there's no power steering. Um, it breaks, but it doesn't break like a modern car. You break, wait yeah. it, and then you drop. So I don't think I'd want to take it up and down the hills and catch them anyway. It's just a bit <laughs> uh, so, and how how did that go with the council then? Was that something they were keen for? Had they ever thought about it? So I originally, when I had my sort of spark of an idea, we need to do somebody needs to do coffee somewhere for parents in parks. I approached them about Christchurch Meadow, Albert Road, and Mapledon Pavilion. And Christchurch uh, was someone who was already doing it, I think, over the summer. And then yeah. um, Albert Road, they were quite keen to entertain it. So I kind of, the, the sort of licensing side of everything was slightly different. So we had to park in the grass, because it, it, otherwise we need a highway license. So until I know that it's a viable business up there, I don't really want to sink a lot of money into the license then to find out that actually it's not going to work. But they've been, they've been pretty helpful, actually, in fairness. I've had a really good contact there. He's been quite proactive. He seems quite keen to encourage more traders because I think quite a few other parts have seen similar things happen. So I know there's mm. one, Arthur Newbury, there's one at, um, well, we do Palmer Parks, but someone's got up there as well. So I think it's just, I think people are becoming more aware of what they like to eat and drink when they're out. And I think the offer is really important that we've got on your menu as well. So we kind of source locally because I wanted to keep it ready based. So we use anonymous coffee. Haven't you know people to be No, not yet. So we that, haven't, but they're on the list. Um, his coffee is incredible. It's just lovely. It's really easy to drink. It's a real crowd pleaser, the one that we, we stock. And we've just been really helpful. And we're using tea people. And what what's the big cake? What's the what's the number one? The number one seller at the minute is actually Sorry, Claire, I just just missed that. Um, the number one thing we're selling at the moment is a flat white, and for small people, it is a gingerbread person. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> and is, have, have you, is there anything anything seasonal coming up? Yeah, so basically we change the menu weekly, so we're always going to have a gluten-free bake, a regular bake, and then a child's bake. So we have child bakes called the little persons, and that at the minute is generally being the gingerbread person because it's kind of aimed at their size and shape. Because I know when I go out and I have my child with me, I don't want to buy a massive piece of cake with him. <laughs> I might buy one for myself, but I don't want to buy yeah. one for him. Um, so I'm trying to aim it at the kids as well as the parents, and then it's all put the gluten-free on, and then just kind of mixing around with seasonal so opening my garden the week after we have blackberry and apple this week we've had just a seasonal uh, with seasonal like a blackberry which is coming 
seasonal and applicable to what what season we're in. And, and Claire, if uh, if anybody wants to find out a little bit more, where do they need to go? So if they go onto the good old Facebook, um, or if you follow Jimmy Perkins at Code UK, that'll take you through our link into Facebook, also Instagram, because I'm kind of communicating with people hoping what's on the menu, and kind of if we're closed because I don't know, we've had a massive downfall, because there's no time in the way for anyone. Claire, thank you very much. Thank you. Cheers. You're listening to The Real Reading Podcast.